Hey guys, welcome to episode 8 of the Where Do I Begin podcast. If you're new here, I am your host Lola. Hope you've all had a chance to listen to episode 7. Um, it was sort of the introductory episode to um, cryptocurrencies. Um, today's episode is going to be a part 2 to that. So if you haven't had a listen to episode 7, please do because we're going to be building on a lot of the knowledge and some of the things I spoke about um, last episode with regards to cryptocurrencies. Uh, For today's episode as well, I do, or should I say we do have a special guest. He will be introducing himself very soon. But before we go any further, you all know the drill. We have a lot to get to, but I have to read out this disclaimer. So here we go. All the information presented or spoken about on this podcast is for educational and general information use only. This is not investment or financial advice, therefore any information discussed should not be interpreted as personalised investment advice. Before making an investment decision, please do your own research, verify information for accuracy and speak to a financial advisor. Please beware that liability for any investment decisions made falls entirely on you. Any brands, companies or investment platforms referenced during duration of the podcast or future episodes are for educational purposes. This podcast is not sponsored by any of the brands or companies mentioned. Any information or advice given by guests solely represents the opinion of the guests and is independent of the Where Do I Begin podcast. Hey guys, so on today's episode we have a very special guest and um, I'm going to let him introduce himself. So. Hey, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Debedon. I'm the founder of the Stock Pickers Academy. Um, the, Stock Pickers, the Stock Pickers Academy is a community of both inexperienced and experienced investors um, where we come together, we do our due diligence together sometimes. Um, and more importantly, I teach a strategy that I've been using for the past six years um, to anyone who does my course. Um, and from time to time, I do get involved in answering questions from the wider group. Um, I believe that now is the time for the individual investor to take control of their finances. Um, I feel like too many people know about property and how to start a business, but don't necessarily know much about the financial markets. I've got about 12 years experience. Um, I started at Goldman Sachs trading stocks and interest rate products. Um, I did that for a few years before going to a Jewish family office to trade commodities, some interest rates and some other products as well. Before going to Barclays to to trade treasury products and working with central banks um, and trade and funding markets before being headhunted to go to a quantitative hedge fund in the Channel Islands in Guernsey for a few years where they use mathematical models to invest and trade the markets. you probably all know stock markets had a massive pandemic driven crash in 2020 that led to a lot of people, you know, just wanting to learn a bit more about markets and those with existing portfolios who were seeing a bit of skew decided to hit me up on Zoom so I could do portfolio reviews with them. And then from there, um, this is, I mean, SPA started as a WhatsApp group with maybe 250 people. Um, Now there's a Telegram group, which is a bit bigger. It's got over 6,000 people and an Instagram page where I try and put out content. Um, So I teach a course, I teach my strategy um, and we've gone from not wanting to be a business to this is what I do full time. Wow. 
What an introduction. As you can tell, guys, he is a vet in the industry and one of the most qualified people to have this conversation with. So um, today we're really going to be talking about crypto, um, but we might touch on stocks as well as we go along, but we'll see how it goes. Um, so I guess I just want to go back to the beginning a little bit. Uh, what made you want to get into cryptocurrencies? Because obviously I know you invest in other asset classes. Yeah, so I actually started investing in cryptocurrencies in 2016. Um, oh. because that was the first actually is that true no 2015 and I had a colleague who was very very interested in bitcoin he was like selling stand to the arrow trying to get everyone involved and I was mm. reluctant I didn't know much about it so what he actually did is he bought me 10 pounds worth of bitcoin wow like he literally bought it for me and sent it to my wallet and I just left it there never touched wow. it <laughs> um so that was my first interest. And then when Bitcoin actually started moving, then mm. I was like, oh, wow, okay, maybe this guy was onto something. Maybe I should have listened. Mm. Um, so fast forward to, you know, what we've seen in the, over the past year and a bit. Um, when I actually started the WhatsApp group for Stock Pickers Academy, someone actually mentioned another crypto called Chainlink, which was mm. just starting out. And I hadn't heard about Chainlink. So mm. I actually decided to invest in chain um in 2018 2019 times um and that did yeah i think i put like a, just a couple of hundred in it and um it went from like 0.56 all the way up to 50 this year which is like 100x that is crazy <laughs> now did i know what i was doing no not really did i read about the product yes um but i wouldn't i mean cryptos is, is is still fairly new so you kind of had to take a bit of a chance with a small amount of money that you were willing to lose and i did that and i did that on something that i actually liked the project the the, the link project um but what i didn't really know was price because yeah. there wasn't enough data for me to 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 know that you know the price is good the price is bad but from knowing that other projects had skyrocketed i just left it there for two years I don't even think mm -hmm. I opened the, <laughs> the, my Binance account to check the price every once in a while. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes buying and forgetting is, is a good strategy. So that's what really started getting me into crypto. So recently now, I'm taking it mm -hmm. another leg in this sense that we're now, um, I'm now, you know, I've, I'm far more comfortable with, with price and the kind of strategies that I use in stocks and I can also use in cryptos. Um, so people do come to me a lot for, for questions on cryptos and how to manage their risk, how to choose their size and strategies for actually investing in different cryptos and projects. Um, and yeah, so now the SPA Stock Pickers Academy is actually stocks, property, crypto um, mm. and anything investing. It's just yeah. the main focus is stocks. Stocks, right. Yeah. Okay. I think you mentioned two key things there actually, which is going to follow on to my next question, which was um, you believed in the project that Changelink, is that how I say it? Chainlink, yeah. Chainlink, yeah, was doing. Um, and then also the whole thing about um, value and price. Um, so I wanted to ask um, for people that are interested, I guess, in investing in crypto, would you say they do? just stocks or crypto or both and then why i think crypto can help you make fast money if you get it right it can mm -hmm. also help you to lose fast money if you get it wrong mm -hmm. um so it's higher risk than stocks mm -hmm. 
it hasn't been around for as long as stocks. Um, we don't have hundreds of decades of price action to know how it behaves over a very long period of time. Um, mm. But at the moment, my strategy is, you know, you can, let's say you had £5,000 to invest. £1,000 of that could go into crypto. £4,000 of that could go into stocks. Because mm -hmm. even within stocks, you can invest in crypto. Like mm. the, the companies that make, um, that mine cryptos. For example, there's a stock called Mara. Mm. Um, so Stock Figures Academy has a watch list of about uh, 1,000 stocks. Nice. Um, we look at ETFs, exchange-traded mm. funds. We'll look at a few cryptos from a price perspective. We'll look mm. at you know, Forex with regards to just the pound dollar exchange rate, because this can actually affect mining companies. So right. UK companies that are miners actually make their profits in dollars because the mines are around the world. Right. So when they need to actually report earnings, they need to convert that back into, into pounds. Mm -hmm. So the exchange rate is quite important and the exchange rate actually affects the stock price because people are thinking, well, are their profits going to get reduced by Mm -hmm. exchange rate fluctuations or not likewise companies that mine crypto like mara mm -hmm. like micro strategy they've seen some of their prices do 10x this year right so whereas the bitcoin price hit a low of four thousand, right and has mm -hmm. gone all the way up to sixty thousand, and has now come back down to thirty thousand. that's 15x now a lot of people really started joining the Bitcoin train around 15K, 17K, 20K. And then mm. there was another wave of people who joined at 40K. Mm. The people who joined at 20K could have tripled their money at 60K if they sold. If they haven't sold, they're about 50% gain at the moment. Even people who bought at 10K are mm. at the moment about they've tripled their money. But right. anyone who bought the crypto miners, they've done 10x, 6x. But it was actually possible to buy the crypto miners and do 10x whilst mm. Bitcoin was still 20k. So sometimes you can use the information about cryptos to find a play in stocks that mm. hasn't yet moved. Right. So what we do a lot is we do about what I call cross-asset thinking. Mm -hmm. where okay maybe you've missed the boat in bitcoin but maybe there's ethereum or litecoin or maybe there's something else that hasn't moved yet but mm -hmm. has a good correlation it just lags wow. right and that's where we start talking about the altcoin world this is mm -hmm. the alternative to bitcoin um and a lot of spotlight have has gone on to them because a lot a lot of them has done have a lot of them have done really well mm. um and have done really, really well, even after Bitcoin had moved. So there was time to actually predict that there's gonna be this correlation. Mm -hmm. They don't all move at the same time. Yeah. And then you've got the stocks that also have this correlation with crypto. So it's about looking at things holistically from the top level down and trying to create strategies that, that work. Honestly, I think you're probably one of the first 
yeah, you're probably the only person, to be honest, <laughs> that I feel like looks at crypto from a holistic point of view, because I feel like for everybody else, they just sort of buy into the hype. They don't know what projects or what problems like crypto, cryptocurrencies are trying to solve. Um, and yeah, they're just, they're making a mess, um, which will explain some of why it's so volatile um, yeah. from what I can see. Um, I guess my next question following on from that as well is, obviously I understand that each cryptocurrency is different and each project is different. What would you say are some of the problems that cryptocurrencies are trying to solve? Aside from trying to compete with what we call money today, i.e. like the pound or the dollar or digital currencies, like what, what are the problems would you say some of these cryptocurrencies are trying to actually solve? Um. I think, I honestly think a lot of them are trying to solve problems that aren't there yet. Or yeah. a lot of them are trying to find alternative ways of operating mm -hmm. in the economy. Which does in a way solve a problem, but I mean, the world was working fine before cryptos. <laughs> what they are is an alternative way of thinking, yeah. an alternative way of operating. Um, an alternative way of looking at currencies. Mm -hmm. But the crypto world is split between two things now. It's split between blockchain solutions, mm -hmm. people using the technology that um, crypto has to create mm -hmm. solutions in, 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 in the world. Yeah. Um, so those are the projects. Mm -hmm. And the projects come with what you call tokens. Mm -hmm. So there might be a project trying to take on PayPal or a project trying to take on a new way of businesses having transactions with each other or a new way of um, businesses to track how employees spend their time. You know, just projects that are put in places to solve real-world solutions. Right. Uh, sorry, real-world problems. And they will come with their respective tokens. For example, you've got crypto exchanges now. Yeah. You've got Binance. Coinbase. They have their own token <laughs> called Binance Coin. Yeah. Then you've got PancakeSwap, which is a, a platform where people can exchange Binance Coin with um, other tokens, other projects that you might not be able to do on Binance. Mm -hmm. And each exchange has its own coin. So yeah. you might invest in the coin of an exchange because you think that exchange will have a big use case. Use mm -hmm. case being it's used to make these transactions in all these projects. Mm -hmm. um, and this knowledge is helping to drive the tokens up. Yeah. And each crypto that comes with a new um, means of exchange, medium of exchange, mm -hmm. they kind of need a lot of people to own the token. Okay. They call that liquidity. Right. And then they want it to then circulate. So a lot of these projects have started giving incentives like staking. Staking mm -hmm. is where you were to buy a load of a token. And then because you own that token, you can lock it up. So you, you never sell it or you don't sell it for a period of time. And if you do that, then the, um, like for example, Pancake Swap has mm -hmm. the cake token. So you can buy cake and just leave it there locked up and you'll get interest on it. A bit like earning dividends. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, cool. Other tokens might pay you more tokens. Mm. But either way, alternative way to make your money work for you. So mm. you can actually earn a passive income in crypto. Yeah. Without actually buying and selling crypto. Selling, right, okay. A bit like owning a stock and getting paid a dividend. But the returns on some of these staking projects are, some of them are like 100% a year. Mm. For example, I did buy some cake. Mm. Um, in SPA, I always publicize everything I do in investing. So mm. people can see and monitor how it performs. Mm. So I've got about £2,000 in cape mm -hmm. but i don't touch it it's just there okay and i've had it there for three weeks mm. and in three weeks it's earned 78 dollars wow now that's not gonna buy me a house <laughs> but in three weeks in a year that two thousand pounds isn't earning me anything from if i left it in the bank you're right but that's the way to see it yeah. it's still doing better than leaving your money in the bank even right, though it's yeah. not like astronomical Nicole, right. right so it's a form of diversity diversification sorry yeah so i've diversified my investment portfolio in such a way that yes the bulk is stocks long-term investment mm -hmm. but i also have a few stocks that are short-term plays mm -hmm. and then i have cryptos similarly long-term plays short-term plays and passive plays, mm. staking. Mm. So I like the investor to not just think, oh yeah, I want to do cryptos, or mm. oh yeah, I want to do stocks. I like the investor to say, listen, I've got a an income for my day job. Mm -hmm. I've taken a portion of that each month to save, and I now I've got savings. Right. Now of my savings, I've got emergency cash, mm -hmm. and then I've got a portion of my savings that is for investing. Right. That's the that's that's the you should you should spend your emergency cash before you spend your investment cash. Investment is the last bit of money that you should yeah. touch. Yeah. That enables it to compound in the background. Yeah. And by compound, I mean so my model, because I've got a model that I, as part of my strategy that I teach, targets mm. 20% each year. Mm. So the target is to try and make 20% each year. So mm. you're using the stock market as a high interest savings account that pays you 20% uh, each year. Uh, yeah, yeah. So let's say you started off with 5,000 pounds. In one year, you make a grand. To some people, that's not enough. You can get that at McDonald's, <laughs> working at a drive -through. But that 1,000 pounds, you wouldn't have got it in the bank. Now you're on 6,000. If you can make 20% again the next year, you'll be on 7.2K. Mm. By year four, you're on 10.3K. So you've doubled your money in four years. Yeah, yeah. If you can get 18% a year, that's the exact percentage that helps you double your money. Mm. So now picture this. What's long-term investing if you invested in property? 25 years, that's what most people get their mortgage for. 25 to 30 years. <laughs> If you can keep getting 20% every year on, mm. your, from, on your initial 5K mm. for that exact same period of time, that 5K will become 
476,000. Yeah. That is compounded. Yeah. You never take the money out. And each year you go again to try and make 20%. 20%, yeah. What was special about last year and this year is you can get more. Mm. Because some of the stock prices dropped so much that the rebound will be so strong in a mm. short space of time. So my average over the past six, seven years is about 40%, mm. even though the model targets 20%. Yeah. But last year, I did 129%. <laughs> you understand? So yeah. it's like every t- 10 years, there's a kind of crash that enables you to be able to be in a position to do this. Mm. Now let's go to like um, this year next year it could be that things revert back to 20 percent maybe there might even be a year where i take 10 percent down who knows mm. but overall when you look at the long period the performance is there yeah. we're ahead i'm ahead of that 20 percent, which means your 25 years could be 18 years or 15 years mm. for that same because i started with 5k it yeah. took me like four and a half years five years to get to 17k Mm. which to some people is still not a lot but to me it's a lot because of the percentage gains that's tripled that's almost like tripling tripling your your account in in four years Mm. but then from being at around that 17k mark till now now it's at like 50k in a year Mm. so again it might trickle up to 60k over three years or whatever Mm. And then there'll be another year where this family can just go boom to six figures. And so what I tell people, the same principle applies to crypto. Mm. If you see like a staking opportunity that's like 20% per year, you know that Mm. that's a wealth building number. Because if you left your money there, you will just keep hitting that 20% every year. Mm. So when I see something like 100% in a year, no brainer. Because I know what that 20% is already amazing. So if you're mm-hmm. telling me that I can just leave my money in there without doing anything and you're going to pay me 100% over the year and it does it annualized. So let's say you put 2K in. You know mm-hmm. that in a year that should make you 2K. Mm-hmm. And then what you can do is you can then convert that to like uh, an annual level. So then it's like, 2,000 pounds divided by 365 is about five pounds a day. This isn't much. You think it's not much. <laughs> but what will happen to your account will be going up by £5.40 or whatever a day. Mm. And in a year, that's 2K. But you get paid daily. Right. I mean, I think it's still a lot because there are some people that struggle with savings. So maybe investing is a way for them to... I guess, make their money work for them. Yeah. <laughs> through investing. Um, and I think what's also very good that you said, which I actually wasn't aware of, which is one of the reasons why I had to get you on here, because as far as I'm concerned, you're the crypto expert that I know in my circle, um, is the fact that you can actually make a passive income from crypto. I didn't yes. know that. I thought you had to be constantly buying and selling. No. And, and I'm like, not everybody has an interest in that. 
So um, I think it's really good, I guess, for the listeners to know that if they wanted to make a passive income from crypto, that's also possible. Just put your money there and just, you know, wait. Obviously, do your due diligence, which they can reach out to you for for, for um, strategies and stuff. Yeah, I mean, the group is free to join. There's over 6,000 people in there. There's crypto people in there, property people in there, business right. people in there, stocks. You know, like, questions are always flying. People are sending testimonials. People are letting, you know, you know what they're getting up to. Um, and yeah, it's just a knowledge center, really. It's a community. Um, so I think one of the most important aspects of investing is having a com- community. Right. I couldn't agree more. Um, but yeah, just moving along a little bit, why would you say the price of, I guess, cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin keeps jumping, it keeps changing? Why is it so volatile? Because I feel like with stocks, they're predictive, but with crypto, not so much. I mean, Stocks as an asset class are less volatile, is less volatile than crypto. Crypto yeah. is a new market. Mm-hmm. All new market, like new stocks are also very volatile. Stocks that literally just come to the market for the first time are also mm-hmm. so volatile. Okay. Right. So anything that's new is still teething, right. which means that it can be affected more by news than more mature markets. Okay. Um, and that's what crypto is, and that's why it is volatile. Um, but this is where experience on price action and what are good long-term levels comes into play. Because mm-hmm. someone, one person can just see the volatility in their profits. Oh, I'm up 200%. I'm only up 100%. But they're still in profit because they've got a good entry level. Right. Someone else who bought a really high price even if it went higher for a bit, it could go back below their original entry. Mm. They're seeing fluctuations in their account balance. Mm. Right? You want to be the first person who is seeing mm. fluctuations, but they're in profit. You don't want to be the second person where you're seeing stew one day and green grass <laughs> the next day. Because that green grass could really be like, hey, people. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> so this is where you know, Warren Buffett has a quote that says, time in the market is better than trying to time the market. Mm-hmm. But at SPA, we believe in time in the markets. There are things you can do to time the markets and improve your mm-hmm. timing. Now, this doesn't mean you're going to get it right all the time. But if, mm-hmm. even if you're one in five, one in five transactions, you are able to time the market. And the other four, you just have to do the whole patience thing that 1% is going to help your overall performance of your portfolio because it's helping you make a quicker income whilst you're waiting on the rest. Right. So you should always try to time the market, mm-hmm. but be aware that your success rate of trying to time the market, market. Mm-hmm. rather than just to be like, oh, I'm never going to time the market because Warren Buffett said time in the market beats time in the market. So what people do is they see a stock that they like and they just jump in. Right. And then they tell themselves I'm a long-term investor when they start seeing stew straight away. Yeah, I actually agree with that because I'm a, yeah, I guess I'm one of those people as well that always felt like your main strategy can't always just be to try and time the market. Like you need to consider other things. Um, yeah. But it is also important to actually know what's going on before you decide to buy in and not just 
go off on a whim. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you can't know anything. You can do perfect due diligence on a stock like Apple. You can mm. lose money on a stock like Apple and make money on a stock like Thomas Cook or Wirecard. Mm. Right? I've seen it. Mm. Because just because a company is fantastic doesn't mean it doesn't make it a good investment. Mm, true. If a stock drops 50%, mm. it needs to double. If a stock drops from 10 to 5, 50%, yeah. that 5 then needs to double for you just to be break even. Right. Which is why strategy is important. If you put all your money all in one go at a stock that's amazing, and then it dropped 50%, you now need that price to double just to be break even. Break even, yeah. So imagine trying to make money. Yeah. Which is what people are there to do. But this is a mathematical way of thinking, and the brain naturally thinks, if I told you, oh, you know what, a stock price dropped 50% today, and then the next day it was up 50%, the brain will make you think that you're back to where you started, but you're not. (laughs) You've gone from 10 to 5, and then mm. up 50% from five is up 2.5 to 7.5. You're yeah. still 25% down from where yeah. you started. Yeah. So this is why my model has a strategy that enables you to be wrong, mm. but still make money over right. the long run. Because right. you're not spending all your money in one group. So yeah. it helps you choose the right sizes and mm-hmm. also the right reasonable prices Yeah. and how to get into Like some people just add to a losing position. And if you do that the wrong way, that's also a recipe for disaster. There's a specific way to do it, which is what I teach. So instead of like teaching people, and it applies to cryptos as well, right? If you buy a Bitcoin at 60K, and then you buy more at 50K, and then you buy more at 40K, but now the price is 30K, painful. So... The strategy that I teach on stocks also works in crypto. In crypto. Right? Mm. Because ultimately it's a numbers game. Strategy mm. applies to any asset class. And I learned this more when I worked in the last hedge fund, where we're trading everything from cotton, orange shoes, milk, cocoa, mm. gold, silver, oil, like everything was on that algorithm. And we were trading in all these different markets. So you realize actually you can apply some rules to different to different markets it's just that yes there are some nuances yeah. and then you just adjust to them yeah. the same applies to stocks versus crypto versus etfs mm. but the underlying principles will still stay the same okay. wow this is really good because you're you're slowly winning me over on the side of crypto because that was the one thing i always used to worry about like what would be my strategy if i was to you know go over to the crypto side and you know invest because it just seemed like everybody was just doing whatever they wanted to do like I I don't know maybe I just couldn't get access to the information that I needed um when it came to investing in crypto but knowing that you can actually apply some of the strategies from that you use when you invest in stocks in crypto um is, is very helpful to know um my next question I guess then would be the biggest question at the moment, um, which would be that do you think cryptocurrencies could ever be adopted as a legal tender? I know El Salvador, El Salvador was proposing this as of last week, but um, the IMF and the central banks are not fully backing it just yet. But do you think we'll get to a point where it could be adopted as the legal tender? 
everything's possible in the world, I believe. Mm. I mean, through history, we've seen things that people thought were not possible become possible, right? Mm. Um, we live in a world of uncertainty. Mm. Right? A lot of people didn't even think Bitcoin could be where it is today. True. Right? So that's already a hurdle. So if it can go from the perception it was back then to almost like a meme concept to what it mm. is now, where people are taking it seriously, then likewise, it can, it can take the next big step. The fact that you've even got El Salvador coming out to do that is a huge thing because mm. it's the fact that a country has actually considered it to the point of actually stating it. Yeah. The next step is one country actually really fully adopting it and using it. And then, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everything else stops. Mm. Right. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it evolves. Yeah. Um, but I always stop short of being certain on anything. Right. But I appreciate uncertainty and I appreciate that things could happen. So instead of saying, yeah, the price is going to do this, the price is going to do that, and trying to be right, I just focus on probabilities. So probability is all about decision making. Mm. What do I think there is a chance of it happening? Mm It's very different to do I think it will happen. True. Right? (laughs) Because it enables you to assign a probability to an event rather yeah. than to make it binary, yes or no. Yes or no, true. So I will say there is a strong chance that mm. at some point it will be adopted as legal tender. Mm. Um, I will say give it six, seven out of 10 chance. Mm. And then yeah. I can make my decision based on that probability that I've assigned to that event, which is very different to me saying, you know what, it's definitely bound to happen. It's going to happen. It's because that's like me almost making it a 10 out of 10. Mm, yeah. And then if I make a decision based on the fact that I believe it eventually be 10 out of 10, yes, mm, it can be right. <laughs> it can be right, but yeah. I'm not happy with the process, with the mindset. Because yeah, I haven't left room for myself to be wrong. And this yeah. is how people end up gambling and going all in on investing way too much size into a decision that they make because mm. something felt too good to be true. Yeah, you always have to take emotion out. Investing is not gambling, guys. Like I keep saying this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, investing you're planting trees. When you plant a fruit tree, you're not looking for the fruit straight away. No, it takes time. Some some trees take four years to fruit. Mm. So it's about the mindset of mm. planting seeds. Well, you see, buying is a science. Selling mm. is an art. Mm. So if 70% of your focus is making sure that when you did put, hit that buy button, when you did plant your seeds, you mm. did so in a way that was well-informed, your decision mm. was well-informed, you're good. You could, even if it goes the wrong way, mm. you can, with your chest, say that you made a good decision. Mm. You can't control outcome. It's like the weather. Yeah. You can't control <laughs> you can the control weather. Yeah. But you can control your decision on what to wear. Yeah. Based on right. an opinion that you take on the weather, which will be based on empirical and historical evidence. Mm-hmm. What does the news channel say the weather forecast is going to be? What season are we in? 
what tends mm. to happen around this time of the year. If it's November to December, yes, you might look outside and see the sun, but you probably still go out with warm clothes. Mm. If it's July, you see the sun, you know it's summer, but you know that when you watch Wimbledon, it rains. <laughs> so you might take an umbrella just in case. Case, yeah. The same is you get the same in markets, whether it's crypto, whether it's um, stocks, whether it's forex. You are dealing with uncertainty mm. based on information that you know. Mm. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah, I think you're probably right on the on the 60% probability because I don't know if you heard, but um, yesterday the FT were talking about, the, um, I think it's the European Bank. Uh, they're looking to launch digital euros to sort of compete with cryptos. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so I'm just like, this is interesting because for them to be thinking of doing that is because they see that this thing could actually be adopted at some point as a legal tender. But they want to make sure that obviously they have some sort of regulation and control over some of the market, which I thought was interesting. But I guess we'll see how it sort of plays out, I guess. But um, I think you're definitely right on the <clears throat> on the sixty percent because it seems to be shaking a lot of tables right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I'm curious to see how it all pans out. Mm. But yeah, I, I kind of stay short away from making firm opinions. Mm. Um, it's more about making sure that I've got a strategy mm -hmm. that can handle uncertainty. Yeah. Can your strategy handle a worst case scenario? So I'm always thinking, what's the best case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? Yeah. How do, what's the worst case scenario of a stock? It goes bankrupt. Can my strategy account for that? Yes. Because mm -hmm. I know with my strategy, I mean, I had two stocks go bankrupt last year, so I lost my whole investment, but I still yeah. did 129% in a pandemic year. What does that tell me? That tells mm -hmm. me that that's a massive tick for my strategy. Yeah. It survived the pandemic and two stocks going bankrupt and still deliver the best percentage return I've ever had mm -hmm. yet. So confident, that gives you confidence that lets you know mm -hmm. that, you know what, if you make good decisions over and over and over and over and over again, mm -hmm. if you're ever unfortunate, you're still gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. Because your decision-making is good, your system, your process is good enough to, yeah. to, to, to withstand the storm it's true the storm that you didn't predict the storm that came unexpectedly unexpected yeah well, i remember when um the market was crashing a couple of weeks ago after elon musk's announcement about bitcoin not being environmentally i don't know sustainable or whatever people were in a panic like <laughs> people were really in a panic and i'm just yeah. thinking yeah this tells me that you guys were not you didn't have a strategy in place the same way you'd probably have for if you were investing in stocks. And that's the only reason why people were panicking the way they were. But um, you're definitely onto something with the whole strategy thing. I think it's the, it's definitely the smart thing to do. Yeah, I mean, you have to think of it from a perspective of, hang on a second, I'm coming from a place where my cash was just sitting in the bank. 20% mm -hmm. is solid. The best hedge funds in the world, they target 20%. Mm. There are retail investors that will do way more that will make a killing, but it's not a necessity to do that to win in the long term. Mm. I hear that. I hear that. 
Okay, just shifting gears a little bit. Um, can you explain the difference between, I guess, meme coins and shit coins? Um, I don't use cuss words, but I don't know why they why they call it shit coins in crypto. Like, what is that? <laughs> okay, so the whole meme coin culture is. I can create a coin mm-hmm. um, and call it something really wild. You can actually create your own cryptocurrency, right? Mm-hmm. You give it a use case, whatever, and get it set up and get it deployed. Right. Now, this is very different to like a very deep technical project. Mm. with a team that's like really really pushing for something Um, people have created coins with all kinds of dodgy funny names and just (laughs) (laughs) so that's the other thing that I feel like makes it difficult for someone like me to sometimes take it seriously like when I see once a coin is a meme coin you kind of know that you're just betting on it's, it's a it's a gamble Okay, cool. <laughs> but if a meme coin has a good community behind it, that right. gamble can pay off. Right, okay. Because the price is being driven by vibes and social media. <laughs> Just vibes. <laughs> yeah, so that's what Dogecoin was. Right. But then once, over time, if something starts having that popularity and... Um, mm that kind of publicity over time, it can actually turn into a real project. Mm-hmm. It can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. When Elon Musk comes out and says, actually, this thing that everyone is neglect- is laughing at, can we turn it in, it's got the, it's got the following, mm-hmm. can we actually turn it into a real, can we actually create a whole new use case for it that didn't exist mm-hmm. before? Right. And this is where a meme coin can turn into a real coin. A real project. Right. So if you're betting on a meme coin, sometimes you can be taking a view that it's got so much publicity. Mm. And high publicity means the coin can go up in value to a point where there is that revenue for the owners to actually really do something with it that they didn't en- envisage previously because they didn't think the price would go to where it went. Right, right. <sighs> that makes sense. Um, so following on from that then who or what determines the value of cryptocurrencies because surely it can't just be Elon Musk I'm getting tired of him a little bit <laughs> but um, who or what should be determining the value or the price movement it's like, always going to be um, demand and supply like any other market and if demand is being driven by a community of Wall Street bets, Twitter Gen mm. Z that's just where the demand is coming from. If it's coming from actually accredited investors, that's where it's coming from. But if demand exceeds supply, price will always go up. Okay. Right. What are your thoughts then on, I guess, Elon Musk's, I don't know, he's um, irrational. <laughs> I he's think irrational he's, he's a smart guy. Yeah. Um, he's a CEO of Tesla. That's what he's good at. Mm. but he's kind of ventured out a bit beyond what I feel is his job spec or his experience levels and because of the following that he has 
mm. people are followed. Mm. That will make people money in the short term and also lose people money in the short term. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just one to look at. I mean, the other day he tweeted about, um, what did he tweet about? Baby Shark. What? <laughs> Baby Shark's YouTube video having more than, more views than people in the world. About 8.6 billion. More views on YouTube than the population of the world. And I was up at like 2 a.m. And I saw the tweet. And if the first thing I did, I went to check if there's a crypto called Baby Shark. <laughs> right? So there was. So I, and what? it was up, it was up 50%. It was up 50%. Wow. So my view was other people will do what I did and oh. then go and buy the crypto. I don't think so. I think they would have gone to YouTube to look for the baby shark. No, I mean, I mean now, because people started associating Elon Musk tweets with crypto, right. I took the view that other people will think, do exactly what I did. Right. So when I looked at the corner, I saw it up 50%, and I seen that it's only been up 50% since Elon Musk's tweet, then I know that people have jumped on. Okay. So I bought some, right. and the thing tripled, and I sold. Mm-hmm. So that's using thinking outside the box, using mm-hmm. information and observations to make mm-hmm. money. But again, I know it's not a long-term investment for me. Exactly. And I think that point is important because I feel like there are a group of um, <clears throat> devoted followers of Elon that just literally goes wherever he goes. And yeah. <laughs> they think- I don't even think he's involved in that crypto, but Neither do understanding I, human behavior yeah is important in investing because it might give exactly. you short-term opportunities like that exactly now with crypto there's something else called the pre-sales this is a mm-hmm. bit like an uh, pre-buying stocks pre-ipo mm-hmm. in, in the stock market if you're able to get into a pre-sale of crypto it's almost like buying a crypto at zero right. so for you to really lose money that crypto, once it launches, needs to go up and come all the way back to zero, zero yeah. which doesn't happen, doesn't really happen. Okay. So if you're able to get a place on the pre-sale and that cryptocurrency launches, it's almost like free money. Mm. So what a lot of people are doing now is whenever there's a crypto coming out, like um, I don't, you know, Heady One, yeah, music artist, artist yeah. so he's launching a crypto. Um, okay. SPA is going to be involved in that. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, mm. so we're once, the, you know, there's a pre-sale out, I think, today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'm just getting everyone to apply to the pre-sale because I know that there's a very high chance you make money. Right. There's a very high chance you make money on the pre-sale mm. because if you get a pre-sale allocation, so it's very competitive. So they'll have a website out where you have to apply it. And mm. then it's almost like a lottery if you get it. Yeah, okay. I rarely get any. <laughs> but maybe that, hopefully we get that one. one. Well, fingers crossed. I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for that. Um, but I think this is definitely an area that um, needs to, I guess people need to look into a bit more deeply, like the behavioral finance side of things. Um, when it comes to the crypto market but um, 
yeah, we'll see what happens over the next few years. Um, so given that you have a strategy for, I guess, your investment decisions when it comes to crypto, are there currently any metrics to value like a cryptocurrency? So you know how like with stocks you have the P ratio, you have the EBIT, EBITDA, like are there any sort of metrics to sort of value cryptocurrency? Do you know what, for me, no. No, okay. With crypto, um, I just look at my technical analysis charts mm -hmm. and then the use case and then the popularity. I try and give myself, I try and see how, does this have the popularity factor? Because you need it. Mm -hmm. Every crypto needs a bit of clout. Right. And this is how bad cryptos or cryptos that aren't that great can do better than cryptos that are actually good. You need a bit right. of clout. You need that marketing strategy. Because if you don't have people buying your coin, you don't know how good it is. Really speculative, then you would say. Yeah, it needs. It needs. It's. It's not totally speculative because I'm a price action guy. Mm -hmm. I understand price. Right. Um. And patterns. Mm. Right. That's how I made money off the Elon Musk tweet. I might not do another Elon Musk tweet ever again, but I knew in that instant, in that time period, there was a opportunity. Mm. Um. So yeah, it's about having that experience, that sixth sense, that ability to sense opportunity. Right. And to also take a bit of a risk, but to do so with a very affordable amount rather than trying to gamble and spend more than you can afford, hoping that it can become much bigger and then it doesn't work out and then you're left in a pool of blood. <laughs> <laughs> so for sure, majority of your money should probably go towards stocks and other asset classes and then crypto should be like should just come in right at the end maybe yeah i mean people don't know that you can buy property through the stock market for example yeah and i, I said to that speak about that in one, one of my previous episodes as well they feel like you have to actually buy physical property which mm. comes with a lot of management and stuff but you don't have to you can buy it on the stock market <laughs> exactly um, so still on the topic of, I guess, value and price, would you say value is subjective then? I would love to ask my guests this question. Would um, you say value is subjective? Price is what you pay, value is what you get. That's a mm. Warren Buffett quote. Mm. Um, there's an element of subjectivity mm -hmm. when it comes to, to value um, because as individuals, we're all different. And mm. some people don't care about price. I care about price more than I care about value because price mm. can get you out of jail <laughs> if you bought something that is um, high value but bad price. You can yeah. lose money. Low value but really good price, you can make money. Mm. Price ultimately what determines if you make money or not. Not true. You want to always buy something at a significant enough discount. Mm. Now, for something that's high quality, you might maybe get on a 30% discount. For something that's low quality, you might say, no, I need a 70% discount mm. before right. you buy. But something that's like really, really high quality that you see at 80% discount becomes a no-brainer. Mm. And those are the type of opportunities I try and focus on the most. Because right. those are my bread and butter. Cool, cool. Sounds great. 
Um, so what are your thoughts then on currencies being fully digital? Um, so no storage of paper or coins, because I feel like with this digital era talk that's going on right now, I don't know. I don't think the to... world, um, sorry to cut you, I don't think the world can handle that. Okay. Because what the dollar is just going to vanish into fresh air, <laughs> right? America can't let that happen because that's where it loses its power. Right. So they'll do their utmost best to ensure that that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Because I thought that would be something interesting to explore because even though I'm not somebody that carries a lot of cash right now, and I know that because of the pandemic, um, apparently cash usage or withdrawals went significantly low. Um, I was just thinking, even still, I would still love to know that I have the option. So I don't know if going fully digital when it comes to money or currencies is, is the way forward. I think there'll be some pushback on that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to know, to be honest. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I don't think it can happen mm. but I leave room for it to happen if it does happen okay. and that's okay you don't need to have like firm 100% opinions on anything you just need okay. to know where it's a spectrum and you just need to know where it lies on your personal opinion on the spectrum yeah. and okay. then based on that information because even if that does happen, that doesn't even necessarily mean that the prices are going to skyrocket to the moon. Mm. Bitcoin could be the main currency. doesn't mean that it's going to keep going up. It just means yeah. it's being used as the main currency. currency I mean, right. we see that in normal currency markets. Mm. That's why they fluctuate and no currency just goes all the way up to the moon and, or mm. all the way back down to zero. Yeah. Right? So this is why I tell people, like, just because something has a strong use case doesn't mean that the price is indefinitely just going to keep going up into the mm -hmm. future look at gold gold has been used for centuries and centuries mm -hmm. right and yes it has gone up to like you know really high highs but it's not guaranteed to go up forever just mm -hmm. because it's always and will always have a use case mm -hmm. price does what it wants and i tell my clients this that life just the same way life isn't fair price isn't fair, <laughs> fair. <laughs> life isn't fair price isn't fair okay Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, the final question I have for you actually is um, on the topic of tax on crypto, because I was doing some research last week and I didn't realize that um, people could get, I guess, tax <laughs> for investing in cryptocurrencies. How true is that? And is there like a tax for investing in cryptocurrencies in the UK? I know in the US there is, but I don't know what the landscape is in the yeah, UK. Yeah, so in the UK, there is, you do get taxed. Okay. Um, I think they're just playing, they're freestyling. <laughs> it's a new thing. They notice a lot of people have jumped on and are making money. It's a but pandemic. Yeah, government money. needs to make as much money as it can. So they're right. going to find, yeah. So I think any transaction, I mean, I don't know how they're going to monitor some of the altcoin transactions, right? How, how do you really monitor all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so I think so what they're doing is the like Coinbase right. reports transactions to the H the HMRC, I, I believe. Okay. Right. Um, so 
um, Binance, I think they're trying to do something. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you definitely do pay tax on crypto. Okay. Um, so you have to declare it. But it's like, this is on, on what you sell as well, on what mm-hmm. you sell, realized gains. Okay. Because I just thought it's important for people to know that because I know one of the biggest arguments for crypto is just, you know, decentralized, there's no regulation, there's no this, there's no that, but mm. there is, I guess they're working on the tax side of things at the moment, even though they're free. Yeah, I mean, they've worked on it. There's, there are actually rules in place. Um, right. So people should definitely go on Google and, 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 and check out what exactly the rule is and mm. how to do it. I think I've lost track. But I honestly <laughs> believe, I mean, I didn't know there was gonna, they were going to come in with tax and I've done all kinds of stuff. Right. I can't even remember half the transactions I've done. Right. right, like finance to Coinbase to CoinList to this, yeah. this this token. Like, if I'd known, then obviously I might have kept track. But at some point, it was just so much going on. <laughs> yeah, so they're just gonna have to email me with the number that I have to pay in tax one day, and I just have to pay it. <laughs> not something crazy, and by then, yeah, yeah. I mean like, yeah, I I can't track what I've done. Honestly, genuinely cannot track what I've done. Um, well, I guess that brings us to the end, unless you have any other things you want to look uh, Time flies when you're having fun. I know, right? <laughs> I like uh, talking about investing. Oh, me too, me too. You're in great company. We'll probably still have another conversation at some point later on down yeah. the line. Um, do you want to let um, the listeners know, I guess, where to find you and all that good stuff? Yeah, so... Um... The quickest way to find me, honestly, is to just follow the IG page um, at Stop Pickers Academy or my personal page at Man Like Debs. Um, And there's a link in my bio. And from the link in my bio, I mean, you can DM me. My DMs, I'm not very good at all this admin. Like, I don't know how these influencers do it because, (laughs) yeah, my DMs are very messy right now. Oh, um, stock questions crypto questions so the, the best questions. yeah i know the best thing to do uh tell everyone just join the telegram group ask your okay. questions in there because i put my mentors in there i put people i've worked with in there i put ex-colleagues people in fact like there are a lot of credible information sources in the telegram group okay. so download telegram once you've downloaded telegram then the link mm-hmm. in my bio there's one of the links takes you straight into the telegram group Okay. that's the best thing to do that's the best thing to do cool great i'll definitely be joining the telegram group guys so make sure you hit up there if you have any other questions um thank you again so much for joining me on this um i'm sure there's a lot for people to learn from our conversation um and hopefully i will have you back on here again soon all right yeah it's been a pleasure thanks for, thanks for having me on um and thanks to all the listeners so guys that brings us to the end of today's episode thank you so much for listening as per always please do share with anyone you think may find this useful follow comment subscribe all that good stuff if you do have any questions about anything said in this episode or future episodes please feel free to send a dm on the instagram page at where do i begin underscore pod or do drop me an email at info.wheredoibeginpod at gmail.com. 
So hope you have a great week, guys, and we'll speak soon.